to another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. What an amazing time of year. I thought today I'd get a stool and try and sit down. I mean, as soon as I went to sit down, I realised that's probably not going to happen. No, we'll try. We'll try. And we'll crack crack a high note at the same time. That's fantastic. Are you grateful for Jesus? Me too. You're grateful for the fact that He sets us free. Grateful for the fact that His love endures. Grateful for the fact that any bondage we have, He breaks those bondages. Grateful for the fact that we were once in darkness, but due to His love, His life, we now live in light and we live in hope and we live in fullness. And you're grateful for the truth that you're never too far away. You're never too broken. You're never too gone. You're never too damaged. You're never too hurt. You're never too... Righteous in your own ability that God, in a moment's notice of our heart's response, won't meet us right there. You're grateful for the truth that He doesn't love us so much, He leaves us there. He leads us forward. I love Jesus. And are grateful to be a part of being in a company of people that say the same. And you might actually be here again joining us and you're on a discovery path. You're asking the questions. Is there a God that loves? Is there a God that is for us? Does he potentially have a plan for my life? I want to say absolutely he has a plan for your life. Far greater than you could ever, ever conceive or imagine in your own ability. In fact, the Bible says that for those who love God, our idea, our dreams are only but the beginning of what actually God sees for our lives. And so as big as your dreams are and big as the visions that you have, I want to tell you that even getting on the moon for you is not actually the entirety of what God can see for your life. Uh, There's so much more. God, we just pray today that you would just move like only you can. Oh, just touch every heart, touch every life. Lord, in this incredible Christmas season, we realise that again, it's, it's not just about a break or a holiday or the chance to connect again as family. And we are incredibly grateful for all of those of us that are in Victoria to have the chance to be with family, travel again amongst our nation. God, I pray for our friends who are online, who are in the UK and in different other nations and, and their restrictions are, are not the same and they find themselves confined. I pray your presence be with them right now. Father, in their home right now, they know, even though they feel locked down, Lord, they are not isolated, they are not alone, that you are with them and that you are moving. We pray for them in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen. A number of years ago, during a service like this, Nada and I were just a young doting couple. And basically the, the pastor, Pastor Phil Camden, had a message and he goes, what we're going to do, and he started at the very start of the service before praise, he said, what we're going to do is we're going to give Craig and Nadia, we're going to give them $50 and they're going to go out and they've got 40 minutes to go out and find someone that they can bless and then they're going to come back and in the middle of the message, they're going to share how they bless somebody. And we're all like, all right, this sounds amazing. Let's go. This is awesome. And so we went down, we were living in Auckland at the time, and there's a main street called Queen Street down the middle of the city. And we thought, by sh- surely we'll find somebody who probably has either had a really rough night and just needs some encouragement and some help on the way home, or we'll find somebody that maybe, sadly, but uh, their reality is, is that that's where they reside. They live on the street. And, and we'll just go for a drive and we'll just go, God, who is it? And so we, uh, we went driving in uh, Nadia's Toyota Corolla, which was blue, and we named Jemima. Important details, guys, important details. We took Jemima downtown and, uh, and we saw this gentleman wrapped up in blankets sitting on cardboard outside a store and he'd obviously been there for the night and we ran over to him because we had limited time. We ran over to him and we met him and we realised that he was from Hawaii originally, had great aspirations, did some great things, but life hit 
roadblocks and potholes and things happened in his world to the point that he's now without family, without support, without care, and he's living on the street. And we said, like, you know, could we at least buy you breakfast? And he said, absolutely. So where's going to be open early every Sunday morning? Macca's is going to be open, right? So we ran off to Macca's. We got our Macca's and we ran back and we brought this Macca's and, and we, we got down with him and we uh, pulled out the food and we gave it to him and we sat there and we started talking because we we're like, oh, we've still got 25 minutes. We've got a bit of time. Let's just hang. So we're hanging with him. We're talking with him and got beyond the food and started talking about his life and got beyond just the, how's that, you know, sausage McMuffin going? And we got talking about, you know, have you got hope? Have you got, I want you to know that even right now you feel like you're homeless. There's still a purpose on your life. I want to let you know that even though it seems like it's all over, it's actually not over yet. God could actually do something in your life. Are you open to the fact that regardless of how hard it looks right now, you are loved and you are seen? And I wish the story would go on more in a positive note, but here it changes. Here we are offering food and starting to offer something of substance that's actually quenching what is really, really thirsty, what's desperately hungry. And out of the corner of her eye comes a lady who had spent obviously many years caring for people on the street. Amazing heart, no doubt. And she knew this gentleman by name, came over and, and realised, and she goes, oh, thank you, thank you. And she goes, yeah, and we're just, you know, and we're literally leaning over, we're gonna pray for him. And she just, and, and starts hearing the words that we're telling him there's more in his life. And she literally starts getting angry, angry at us. Like, what on earth are you doing telling him that this isn't his purpose? What are you doing telling him he's got more in his life than this? What are you doing? He's doing what he's called to do. He is where he's meant to be. And I don't know, I just step back like, are you serious? Are you serious so that, that you're okay to, to, to prison this man in the roadblock of his life of where he is right now and object to the reality of speaking truth and life? She literally somewhat pushed us out of that moment, out of that place, and we drove back to church in Jemima. And they were like, tell us the awesome story. Tell us the amazing thing that happened. We got up there like, um, wow. Probably never been so abruptly like confronted at the truth that there's actually a whole lot of people who believe that living broken is living well. And we couldn't give a big praise story because we got somewhat pushed out of that environment. And just recently I've been having this thought and I would love, it's Christmas, I'd love to be able to do a jingle jangle and I'd, I'd even wear an elf suit. You know I would, I, I'd do that stuff. But in this Christmas season, I would love to be able to present to us that it's just all hope and it's all joy and it is because that's who Jesus is. But we're right now we're in a season that we unfortunately have a culture specifically here in Victoria that's trying to tell us that if you're broken, you're beautiful and that's all where you need to be and that's where you gotta stay. And what they're saying of the church is we want your food, we want you to feed us, we just don't want you to lead us. We're happy for you to feed us, just don't lead us. Is it making sense? This week, and again, I don't wanna be heavy about this and I'm not gonna prolong on it, but this week I sent out an email to everybody on our database about the reality of this conversion suppression bill. 
I've had mixed reviews in response. I want to make it 100% clear, and I apologize for this. If I did not make it 100% clear at the very start that as a church, Nadia and I in no way support any level of conversion therapy at any level, whether physical, spiritual, psychological, whatever, we do not support somebody being pressured outside of their personal will to do anything. I make that 100% clear. So if you didn't read that line that was a little bit down lower, that I, wisdom says I should have put that a little higher. But if you didn't read that line and read it as a genuine heart's response as to this situation, I want to tell you we are not for anyone experiencing isolation, segregation and opposition out of a place of thinking we are somehow self-righteously better than anybody. That is not our stance at all. But I do want to make it obviously clear that sadly, this bill does not stop at protecting vulnerable people. Sadly, this bill and the legislation is not just trying to resolve an injustice, it is creating an injustice. And I'm not even coming from a perspective of as a faith leader. I'm going to come to you as the perspective as a dad. As a dad, if this legislation goes through, which was passed in the lower house on Thursday, and we'll go to the upper in the new year. If this is passed as a father who has no religious affiliation, if my son comes home as a teenager and says that I want to become a girl, and I say to him, no, you're not a girl. Biology says, DNA says, science says that you are a male. I will not let you go forward with this. I will stop you. If that is then reported, that is then noted as family violence, at which point my son could be taken out of my care and I could be put in prison. I don't know about you, but to me that doesn't sound like protecting people. That doesn't sound like looking after our state. It doesn't sound like looking after the generations. It doesn't sound like caring for people. 100% in this church, we stand marked on the fact that again, we will not force anybody to engage in anything that they are not willing to be a part of. But I do believe 100% that if someone comes saying, I would like help, of which I have a number of friends who have, and they on their terms have said, I would like help to navigate this season. I need to get out of where I am because this is hurting me and it's hurting others. Can you help? At which point we've talked and we've prayed and we've seen God do great things that only God can do. And he has done great things. Sadly, the legislation in this bill would deem that practice illegal at their will to ask for help. Even a professional in our state cannot help and they will be deemed uh, convicted basically and fined and if not imprisoned for helping somebody navigate their, their personal journey to, in a sense, um, detransition from a gender theory. I know this is a heavy topic to talk about. I know that it would be easy to say, oh, it's Christmas, don't talk about it. But church, we can't just feed people. We need to lead people. We need to love people with a love that actually wants the best for them. Now, I understand that you're clapping and maybe at home you've turned this off, which you wouldn't have just heard the comment about you turning it off because you already have. Church, I know not everyone...
as, as I have replied to every email I've got back that is somewhat different of opinion, I have said, would you be open to meeting to talk? I want to hear your viewpoint. I want to hear your perspective. I, I'm not here to push mine. I want to hear yours. And I'm grateful for some of the maturity of the incredible people in our church who we have the great honor of being able to connect outside of this moment in the coming weeks to be able to have increased conversation. Why? Because that's what family does. Family does life together. I don't always agree with Nadia. Well, let's make it more clear. Nadia doesn't always agree with me. But she doesn't get up and pack her bags and leave. And if that's your heart's response, then I would say maybe, just maybe, you haven't actually put your heart in enough. You haven't attended enough. Maybe you thought all of this was a show. Maybe you thought the welcoming on the door was just fake. <laughs> We're not into facades and fake. If our heart is, if anything, that you feel authentic, genuine care and relationship, you will always belong before you believe. And if you never believe, that's, a, that's your choice. But you'll always belong. It'll absolutely always belong. As a church, in our state, we need to rise. We need to rise. I believe that, I'm going to say this right, I believe that acceptance is only the entry level of love. You don't accept, we accept, 100% accept. I just find it really hard to say I love someone and see things they're doing in their life that are breaking them and others and not say anything, but yet say, I still love you. God says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, which means someone loves enough to say something. And we will never throw it down your throat, ever. But if out of relationship, we say, hey, you know how you're just living with anger at the moment? You're just against everything. It's really like it's creating division in your life. I want to let you know that we, we can work through this. I'm not even talking about gender stuff. I'm talking about everyday life stuff. If we cannot actually help each other navigate the challenges of life and the situations we face, if we just want to tell everybody's just perfect because they've made it in God's image, yeah, we're made in God's image, but I'm far from perfect. <laughs> You know, like, I accept you. I love that God accepted me, but I'm so grateful when he just did not leave me as I was. Because I was a mess. And I was not just hurting myself, I was hurting many, many others. I want to read a scripture, which I pray ties this all together. And then I'm going to preach a really, really deep message. Sorry, sarcasm. Is that an all-time high? Right then. Matthew 22, 35 to 39. Then one of them said, well, sorry, one of them, a lawyer, asked Jesus a question, testing him and saying, teacher, which is the greatest command in the law? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. What's the order? Love God, love people. If it's not in that order, it creates disorder. 
It's not very deep, but I think it's clear. If it's not in that order, it creates disorder. I believe that um, that awkward moment where you did write a really good note, but you can't find where it is. (laughs) Yeah. I believe that we are living in a time where the world is happy to feed on the news that God loves them, but rejects the notion that we need to surrender ourselves to His will and His ways and be led by Him. Our world is soaking up this truth. It's a truth. It's not, don't. That's the best truth ever. God loves me. They're soaking it up. He loves me. Absolutely, He loves you. I believe in this and I I live this lifestyle. God loves me anyway. Absolutely. He 100% does. Not changing that notion at all. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. And we want to be known and we want this reality that He loves me and He loves me and He loves me and He loves me, but He loves me. But because He loves me, the truth of it is, is the question is, is not. Does he love me? It's do we love God? Do we love God? Because if we love God, then it's just not the understanding that he loves me. It's actually that I love him. And because he loved me, he laid down his life, his son for me. If I love him, should not the direct exact response be that I would lay down my life, lay down my understanding, lay down my opinions, lay down my desires, lay down my limited mindset, lay down my urges, lay down my, all that, would I not lay it down and say, God, you do with it what you want to do. The Bible says, you know, that great scripture, that great picture, are we not clay in the potter's hands? I would actually say, I wonder if many people who know and say they know the love of God are actually in clay in the hand or they're just clay and there's the potter guy I was going to say potterizer there's the potter potter man and there's the clay are we in his hands because if we're not being willing to be molded by him then I don't think we're actually in his hands I think that sadly over time and out of not a wrong heart but I think out of a right heart to try and reach and help people and it's been been extended is that we have got the order out of line we openly love people and that's right but we love people over our dedication and our devotion to loving God so therefore when we love God people more what we do is we start accepting those opinions we accept those values we accept those ideals And then we start trusting those opinions, trusting those values, trusting those ideals. And then we start depending on those opinions, depending on those ideals, depending on those values. But we were never meant to put ourselves in the hands of men. We were never meant to put our hands in the the hands of our society and its culture. We were meant to put our lives and and ourselves in the hands of God. But if we love people more than we love God, then disorder is going to take place. We need to place ourselves in God's hands. We actually need to say, God, I'm choosing to love you. So the deep points of today is number one, love God. Like it sounds ridiculously simple, but I think actually if we could just do that in our nation, it would flip everything so quick. Love God, like love Him with all your heart all your soul and all your mind. I think that's where we've gone. We've gone to loving people with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind. And this becomes optional, suggestional. No, this is sovereign. 
This is sovereign, our God. He is sovereign, which means supreme authority and power. Supreme, which going on says sovereignty is the full right and power of a governing body over itself without any interference from outside sources or bodies. That does not mean that the enemy will not do everything possible he can to undermine the sovereignty of God. But if God is sovereign, then His Word is sovereign, then His will is sovereign, or His ways are sovereign. But I don't understand that. Don't worry, His ways are higher than our ways. But I don't like that. Correction is never desired in the moment. But on the other side of the process is promise. But it's hard. It is hard. His grace is enough. His grace is enough. We cannot live self-directed lives and somehow expect to arrive, arrive at a sovereign destiny. Put it another way. We cannot follow our desires and expect to arrive at God's destiny. Serving God requires a surrendered will. It's completely surrendered. If our Saviour had to surrender His will, and He is God, then how much more do we have to surrender our will? Daily, <laughs> daily, daily surrender our will. I don't know what you're doing at home, but it's sure it's just like people are cheering out of control here. It's just such a hot atmosphere right now. Honestly, Ooh, just had to dodge a Bible. Someone threw it. It was just so good. Father, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will. Wow. Yet I want your will. Lord, take all of this challenge away. If you're willing. But for me, yet I want your will. I want your will, not mine. In following God, we will at times want out but we must ensure that we remain grafted in. Our lives are to be in Christ. In, we're the branches, he's the vine. Nothing happens without being in, in, like deeply in. This cancel culture is horrific. There's a cancel culture. What's cancel culture? Oh, I don't like that post, unfollow. Don't like that email, not coming back. Don't like that comment, not going there. Don't like what they wore. <laughs> Cancel, 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 cancel. It's wrong. It's wrong. Yet we're saying we're uniting more than ever before and it's all about community and it's all about, no. It's about actually bringing differences together to bring an absolute beautiful tapestry that we cannot create in our own ability and our own likeness. We need others to look and to become and to sound. what. As a church, we need others. We need difference. We need the strength of each other. So how do we love God? Learn His Word. Love his word, live his word. Oh, but you said, forget what I say if you have to. Just learn this word, love this word, live this word. Second point, no, you're not going to guess. You're not going to guess. Oh, they've already put it up, haven't they? No one loved people like Jesus. When you hear, oh, you're Christian or you're a, a, a God follower, 
You're a bigot. You don't, you don't love people. No one loved people like Jesus. No one was more inclusive than Jesus. No one was more understanding. No one met, spent more time out of their Christian bubble of society than Jesus. He connected with people's hearts while never compromising his. We have to enable ourselves to genuinely connect heart to heart, but that doesn't mean we need to compromise ours. Nor does it mean that we have to be against them. This is what I believe. This is what I stand on. This is the values I'm raising my home in. This is really the direction I'm going to let lead my life. I know all of that saying this, and I know it's saying that, and I know there's all these progressive things, and I know yep, things have changed, but you know what? As for me, I'm, I'm just going to live on this. I'm just going to be old school. I'm just going to take his word as his word, and I'm just going to let it be the thing that helps me love people. You know that you cannot love God and not love people. Oh, well, what about loving people? It is impossible to love God and not love people. But it is possible to love people and not love God. We must, we must just love God. Team, why don't you come and join me? I'd love us to have just a, maybe even a moment of reflection or something before we close today. But I shared a couple of weeks ago about how I went on a bit of a running mission and covered a few kilometers over a few days and where we are out in Airport West, we can get out into what's called Brimbank Park or something. Brimbank, I just know it as a great area because you get off road. And anyway, I decided to take a bit of a different route one time and basically came across this sign. I've got an image of it. If the team, uh, when you can, you can put that up. But came across this sign, narrow path, narrow path. And, uh, and so I was running along and it just started making me think. Obviously, we, we know that Scripture in Matthew 7, verse 13 to 14, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate. Narrow is the path that leads to life, and only few find it. Hear this. It doesn't say exclusive is the path. It doesn't say exclusive. It doesn't say too broken, can't come down this path. Too wealthy, can't come down this path. Too much drugs, whatever, addiction, can't come down this path. Too much pride, sorry, path not open to you. Path's open to everybody. Couldn't get wider. Couldn't, the, the entry point couldn't get wider. Grace couldn't get bigger, couldn't get wider, couldn't get more inclusive. No one's excluded. No one. That's pretty encouraging, isn't it? But the path, when we choose to step into it and live it, it's pretty narrow. It doesn't leave a whole lot of room for wondering what we should or shouldn't do. Pretty great instructions for everyday living. Really good. But what's awesome about this path is this path leads to life. That path led across a bridge. This path leads across a bridge. His name's Jesus. And He bridged humanity to divinity. He bridged brokenness to healing. He bridged 
the fact that no one should go without knowing the wonder of a loving Saviour. And He took him and said, you're mine. You want love to say love is acceptance? No, love is ownership. Love is the fact that our God so owned us. He said, I'm willing to lay my own son down because I want to own you. Not like rule you, own you, but I want to own you. I want to take your pain. I want to take your hurt. I want to take the shame and the guilt. I want to own it. Put it on me. Put it on me just so you don't have to carry that. Our job as Christians is not to widen the road. It's to reveal it. We're called to reveal the road, not widen the road. Stop making exceptions that He doesn't make exceptions for. Stop making tolerances for things that He doesn't tolerate. It doesn't actually help anybody. It doesn't lead them to life. It doesn't lead them to a place of freedom. It doesn't lead them to a place of everlasting. It leads them to a place of like, why did I get here yet it still hurts? Why did I get to here and all of a sudden I'm tripping over again? Why don't you tell me just, you give it your heart, just give your all. And if we ever walk into this place, myself included, and I do not go, God, what is in me that you want to shape today? Whether I think I'm nailing it. Oh, nailing it there. Got my conviction there. Got my revelation for that. If I am not open to God's leading through His Word, through the teaching, through His message, then I have caused a ceiling in my life where God wants to take me. Let us not ever, ever get to that place. We walk in and go, oh, there, no go zone there, can't go there. Oh yeah, I'll give you all of that, but can't go there. Let's never ever walk into this place and go, yeah, just feed. Feed me, Craig. Feed me, team. Feed me. Feed me. I'm hungry. Feed me. Feed me. But don't you dare lead me. Don't you lead me. Jesus loved us enough to lead us. God loves us enough to lead us. His path is good. His love is enough. What a beautiful name, the name of Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifeau.org.